On this week's episode of Peak Too Early, we have the gang live at the House of Sav for the first time, and we discuss Russia being banned from the 2020 Olympic Games. We talk about Mo Farah's return to the 10K. We talk about Nick Willis's letter to his 16-year-old self. We debate what day the running week starts on. And then we talk a little bit about a date night that we're going to have in a couple weeks. Let's get it started. This is Peak Too Early, presented by SAV Racing, featuring Mike Gendron, Trent Fontanella, and Steve Gendron. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the greatest running podcast in the world, Peak Too Early. I am one of your hosts, Steve Gendron, and we are live at the House of Sav for the first time tonight. Mike is not somewhere off to the coast of Connecticut. He's right next to me. Mike Gendron, how you doing? Steve, I'm good. I, um, but I want to talk about something. Monday morning, I wake up, and for the first time this year, I came to a realization. People have been telling me all year that this Patriots team is different it's not the same and this Monday morning I woke up and I thought you know what maybe they're right maybe this Patriots team is different it's not the same and then I wake up Tuesday morning and Spygate is back baby back, the baby. Patriots are back forget what everybody's telling you this is the same damn Patriots team it's still Bill Belichick it's still Tom Brady 12 years later we're still got Spygate so everybody sound the alarms Get on your battle armor, get your weapons, get on your wall, and let's go. This Patriots team is no freaking different. <laughs> let's fight for it. Let's go. I'm and, pumped. And now that we've alienated 75% of our uh, listener base. I don't care. Trent Fontanella, how you doing, bud? Oh, I, I've never been better. To have the Peak to Early podcast crew in my own house of Sav is just a, an unbelievable honor. Um, I took out the vacuum cleaner for, I think, the first time today. Now, I haven't lived here for that long, but I did a vacuum. I slept up a little bit. I, I swiffered and vacuumed. How about that for a combination? So I'm just I'm just honored that the boys are in my house tonight. Trent, who are you trying to impress right now? The, the peak too early, Scott. I, I wanted to brag <laughs> over the podcast that you know, I did some cleaning. You know this is like audio when people can't actually see your, your apartment right now? I want them to just picture glistening floors and just... You know, the smell of dandelions throughout the house. <laughs> well, uh, not, a, not a ton of races going on in, in the running world this week, but we've got some massive news. A couple of things. First off, Russia, not allowed in the Olympics. Um, and to be honest, guys, I, didn't, I, th- I thought that was already a thing. I, th- I thought they were already banned. I didn't know we had to re-ban them. You know, you get like the breaking news updates and stuff like that. And I don't know if you can classify that as breaking news. Like, Russia is eliminated from the Olympics for cheating and drug abuse. Like, yeah, like obviously, like <laughs> yeah, that, right. that's what happens. That's what Russia does. Uh, it is pretty wild that it's like not just track and field. It's not just the Olympics. It's everything. No World Cup. No international sport whatsoever. Nothing. I mean, was that the same way last Olympics though? So, so the the point or the what makes this interesting, I think, and is actually a good argument or debate. So all the teams are not allowed to compete, right? Any team event can't go, and the athletes are not going to be allowed to compete under like the Russian flag and wearing the Russian uniform. But individual Russian athletes can still go. 
So you're going to have individuals in track, you're going to have them in swimming and all the other individual sports, so weightlifting and things like that. They're probably still going to be allowed to go, which I know I was reading like other athletes are kind of pissed about. Um, they don't think it's very fair. But then you get, you know, the synchronized swimmer from Russia being like, why should I be penalized for my teammates, you know, doping and that sort of thing. So I don't know. I was trying to like figure out a hot take for this of whether I thought the individual athletes could be banned. And I'm, I'm not really sure where I stand on it. So for me, the biggest thing is this like, all right, so they're gonna be they're gonna be racing or they're gonna be participating and competing in the sports under OAR, like it's Olympic uh, Olympic athletes of Russia. And I think the biggest thing by not having your flag or wearing Russia on your on your singlet is like, what's your song gonna be if you win a gold medal at the top of the podium? So I'm thinking like, you know, do they play like Crazy Game of Poker or like some other OAR song? Dude, if, that was if, a pretty pretty deep cut right. Come on, <laughs> I, I don't know any OAR song. I just want to say that. I know it's a band, but I could never have got that. So, <laughs> I was like, Poker Face, Amy Winehouse? What? <laughs> no. All right. So, d- 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 like, how blatantly bad do you have to be for your entire country and every single sport for them to just be like, yeah, no, none of you can do it? I mean, you have to, <laughs> yeah. like, there has to be concrete evidence, and they have to pretty much just say yeah we don't care we're gonna so, like, like pretty much say to your face like we're gonna keep doing it i don't did, care did you hear so for those listeners that didn't like follow the story and it's not like i'm that well versed on it but basically after the last you know uh scandal that came out and they you know lost they weren't allowed to participate in the last olympics russian you know because they knew everything was gonna be scrutinized they went in and just like messed up all the data they had on all their drug testing history to protect like their star athletes so when they went in to look at them now they were like none of this is this is this is all like all the data is made up all the drug testing records have been falsified um so now the olympic like the investigators don't know who doped and don't know who didn't and it's like they just literally and the russians admitted to it thousands of drug testing records have all been just like you know, thrown out and just made up crap so that like they didn't get people in trouble. That's not the Russia I know. <laughs> so I think my take, I've come around to it, is everybody should be banned. No individual athletes get to run the track, even that synchronized swimmer. Because I feel like Russia's never going to learn. Like, yeah, you want... still have athletes going. They're still like, people know they're from Russia. Like, what's the big deal if you don't have the flag or not? Well, I mean, that's kind of, I mean, because the country in their kind of, their, their governing body within the country went in and messed up the records just to protect whatever was out there. So you're going to, like, blanketly, like, screw all of these athletes and take away their lifetime of work for this? But you don't know who cheated and who did. Like, is it fair exactly. that you have to compete against a Russian athlete? Like, because their, feder- their federation screwed them. Like, the team guys don't get to go, so the individuals, I don't know. I just feel like it's not going to change until you do something like super drastic and just keeping all of Russia out would be like super drastic. I don't think we should be talking about this as a podcast. Uh, We're just starting to get some steam as a podcast and now we're going to sit here and bash Russia on the airwaves and on the internet for the whole world to hear. I don't think that that is the best practice for peak too early. So I'll probably cut this. Do you think? Do you think Russia's hacking us right now? That's Actually, that's we, true. I that's why have, we can't get our microphones to work. That's probably true. I probably there's no point in me cutting it because we've said it to the world, so Russia has already heard it. Screw that! I have to bash Russia one more time. <laughs> there was a ridiculous quote I read where some Russian official said, and I quote from some article that I read: uh, 
We don't need to go. We'll have our own conversation. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I, I, I'm not kidding. I had it written down, ready to go. There's no need to go. We should organize our own competition. I'm sorry. I don't care if Putin's listening and he's going to shut us down. That is some crazy I just shit. had some Miller like come out of my nose when I heard you say <laughs> that. Isn't that amazing? Oh. I mean, what, what happened to Russia? I remember back in the glory days, you know, in the 80s and 90s, Ivan Drago was running up mountains yeah. and did you did you and, watch and, 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 doing, and doing push-ups and pull-ups and doing all the the right things where the American was the guy on a you know in the lab being being juiced up. I mean, Russia's really changed <laughs> since then. I love that movie. That's one of my favorite movies of all time. But it is just like the most like blatant like bash you over the head with like show you why like this country's bad and like this is why this country's good it's just i think it's just it's an it's a sports classic but it might be the most historically accurate movie of all time (laughs) yeah i mean you would you would think that rocky four maybe went over the line a little bit and kind of you know embellished a few things but we're finding out uh probably not Moving on here, so talking about some other Olympic news or coming Olympic news, um, you know, one, we've talked about him on the podcast before, one of the most famous, one of the most prolific runners of all time, arguably one of the greatest runners in the world right now, Mo Farah, um, just announced that he's unretiring from the 10K, choosing not to run the marathon, going back to run the 10K at the Olympics. What do you guys think about this? So we don't need to spend a ton of time on this. But I have a little bit of a hot take here. I want to preface it by saying I love Mo Farah. We, we've praised him on this podcast. The guy's a badass. He's got so much swag. But he claimed he did everything he wanted to do in the 10K and literally publicly came out and said, I am retiring from the 10K, and I want to see, I want to run, you know, on an elite stage at the marathon. I want to be a competitor and, you know, do big things in the marathon. And he did fine in the marathon. I mean, for a professional standpoint, he was incredible. He ran really fast. But for Mo Farah's standpoint, you know, one of the greatest runners of our generation, he he was he was fine. He was competitive, but you know, never won anything huge. Never did anything that was like crazy, crazy out of this world, which he obviously always did in the 10K. So he did that for a couple of years. Now the Olympics is coming around 2020, and just goes back on his retirement. He's like, yeah, this marathon thing. I guess it's not for me, and I'm just gonna go back to to doing the 10K thing. I don't know. Is he giving up a little bit? Is he is he falling short? Is he does this take away from uh you know the reputation of Mo Farah because he set out to do something and couldn't be the best in the world at it? So he's just going back to his his uh you know ten k roots. Not not only do I kind of agree with you, Mike, giving up, <laughs> but I think it's a pretty big mistake. Like he's gonna go back to ten k, and I have serious doubts about like. He's not going to be gold medalist, you know, at the Olympics, I don't think. Like, he's, he's a, what, 37 years old now. He hasn't been, you know, dedicating himself to the 10 like these other guys. So not only, like, if he stayed in the marathon, he didn't win, we'd all have respect for him. Like, Mo, he's just like, like he said, he accomplished everything he wanted to accomplish. Now he's trying a new challenge. But to go back to the 10K, where I feel like he's going to end up, you know, not, at least not a gold medal, I mean, we'll see. I, I, I like him, but we'll see what happens there. I feel like he's going to regret this. I completely disagree with you guys um, for the simple fact that the marathon is the worst thing <laughs> in the world. Um, so I think he he tried to make it a career. He tried to make himself the you know one of the one of the greatest marathoners in the world, and he realized that that event 
truly sucks. And he decided to go back to his bread and butter, the event that he has been the best in the world at, and just said, you know what, screw it. I'm going back to what I know. I'm going back to what I like. No need to add on an extra 20 miles to this running thing. So if he is able to go back and be dominant again, then I think he's the man, Like, and I agree with you, Steve. But when he goes back and he just isn't the old Mo Farah, it's just going to be like a bad look on his his legacy. So to your point, Trent, the 10K world record on the roads just got broken by uh, Joshua Cheptegei. And, I mean, this guy is without a doubt the favorite in the 10K right now. And on the Olympic level, he will be as well. So it's not like Mo Farah is coming back and he will automatically get plugged in as a favorite. This Cheptegei guy is on fire. He's younger than Mo. And, you know, he's one of the, you know, hottest guys in track right now. So, yeah, I mean, if he comes back to the 10K and then gets smoked on the Olympic stage, it's like maybe the better route would have just been to hang it up, to call it a day and go out as, you know, a, a legend. But now he's coming back. And if he gets beaten in his own event, I don't I don't know. I don't know if it's a great look for Mo. Well, he has a built-in excuse now, right? Mm-hmm. So I think he's kind of coming to the realization that, He's not going to be dominant in the Olympics, and he's not going to have a shot at the Olympics, uh, or at, at the at the medal. At, he's not going to have a shot at a medal at the Olympics. But he realizes that he can go back to an event that he really enjoys. He could, you know, it's a win-win for him if he does well. It's the great Sir Mo Farah coming back to uh, to do well in the 10K. If he doesn't do well, he has a built-in excuse that he just switched events, and he doesn't have to run 26.2 miles. That's the best argument you made all night. Steve, you, you brought something, though, that is maybe the most important point of the night for me, but by calling Mo Farah Sir Mo Farah. <laughs> I hate when I'm doing, you know, some podcast research, looking up Mo Farah stuff, see the news, and all the articles are referring to him as Sir Mo oh, Farah. Oh, give me a break, it Trent. Is... Trent, if you had the right to be called Sir Trent Fontanelle, you would be going around telling everybody on the planet that you are Sir Mo Farah. No, I don't, yes, you would. I don't have any problem with the use of the Sir. Let me finish my point, <laughs> In fact, Michael. You would, be, you would get angry at people when they didn't refer to you as Sir Trent Fontanelle. There should be no Farah. It should be Sir Mo. That's, that is what I'm getting <laughs> I like at that. here. Because a Sir is like, like there's such few, you know, knights. Is that what a Sir means? He's a knight. Yeah, you get knighted. He's yeah. a knight, right? So you don't have to go by your last name anymore. You're not Sir Mo Farah. You're Sir Mo. And that's way more badass, and he deserves that. So uh, yeah. Sir Mo. We're calling him Sir Mo. All right. I like Sir Mo. And I think we just came up with a with like a great prize for our next contest. Whoever wins gets to be introduced as Sir. Ooh, for the other remainder of their, yeah. their, their time listening to Peak Too Early. Yeah. <laughs> Or no, I'm talking about amongst us three. Oh, oh, I like that. <laughs> three podcasts or something. We can bet how many podcasts. Moving on here, we wanted to talk a little bit about this letter to his former self that former Olympic medalist from New Zealand, Nick Willis, wrote. So he he essentially posted this letter that was to his former younger self of, about his running career, and it was pretty interesting, and we wanted to talk a little bit about it. Yeah, so basically the premise behind it was I mean, there's a lot to it, but the biggest takeaway that I took from it was he was talking about, you know, when he was 15, 16, 17, 18, his high school, early college years, he would get upset at himself and, like, have, you know, regretful feelings when he would go do something else besides running. So if you went and decided, I'm going to go play pickup basketball with my friends and skip the run, that would, like, weigh on him. And his point was he would tell his younger self, 
don't worry about that. You know, there's always time to go for runs, enjoy other sports, go out there, be active, and enjoy yourself in those younger years because when you get older, and, you know, obviously it's easier for him because he's a professional runner, but you're going to have more chances, more time to go all out in the running. So that was kind of his point. Trent, what do you got for take on that? Dude, I, I feel like he's preaching to the choir right now. I love it. I feel like... I've always thought indoor track in high school should just not exist. Like, what a waste of time to have to run around, like, the hallways of your school, you know, to get a workout in. I think it's so important uh, for for people to be doing different sports at that age. Keeps you from burning out, right? And, like, track and field is a great sport, and everyone's a great sport, obviously. But I don't think you should do any sport for, you know, full year uh, like that, regardless of what it is. And I don't think you doing, you know taking three months off of training during a year when you're 15 is going to have any effect on you as like a 19, 20-year-old runner. So uh, I loved it. I totally am on board with that. Agreed with you. And I think that's like a lot of the stuff that we try and preach on this podcast is like running is great. We love running. And, it, you know, it, it's the forefront of our, you know, sporting, you know, careers in life. But we're sports fans and we love all sports. And we think that, you know, you should not take the sport too seriously. But I will say... My one issue with it is I think he was supposed to try and make people feel better about wanting to do these things. Me, I'm thinking to myself, crap, was I supposed to be feeling <laughs> bad when I like went and played basketball with my friends or like played football? Because I certainly did not feel bad about going to play pickup football instead of running. So, I don't know. It kind of had the opposite effect on me, but that's probably a me problem and not a Nick Wills problem. <laughs> I, I follow Nick Willis on Instagram, and he's one of my like favorite follows in the running world because he's always posting videos and pictures of him playing other sports with his son sons. I think he has two sons, and like one day they'll be playing tennis, the next day they'll be playing basketball, the next day they'll be skateboarding, and he's just trying. It's obvious that he's just trying to make them well-rounded athletes. He wants to get them you know, fit and enjoy sports, but not to specialize in anything. And I think that's, that's pretty cool, especially coming from a, from a professional runner. Not only are you going to enjoy it more and you're going to feel better, you're going to be healthier and you're just going to last longer. I mean, you know, I don't want to, I, I, I don't want to go too deep into my running career, but I didn't start running until the end of my junior year of high school. And I think that's a big reason I was able to keep going you know, for so long and so strong injury, you know, for the most part, injury free and care and enjoy the sport because this sport, in a lot of ways we talk about all the time, this sport's kind of (laughs) dumb. I mean, it's just, I mean, I mean, when you think about it, it's a dumb sport. And if you, if you start specializing in it at high school, you start doing it year round, you don't have a break. If you run three seasons, you don't have a break. You're putting yourself through a sport that's all about pain management and, and, and beating up your body for an entire year, for four years. And then if you want to go do it in college, you go eight years without a break. It's crazy. Yeah, if, if you're you know a senior in college and you're coming off an awesome cross-country season, just go out, toss a football around a little bit. Play a little, Stop uh, looking play at me little like pickup that. football Stop with your friends. And it's, it'll help your indoor track and outdoor <laughs> track season. <laughs> I, I believe you're looking at me, Trent, because um, coming off the best cross-country season of my lifetime, and I was in amazing shape, we uh, <laughs> we decided we were going to take a weekend after Nationals where we did all the things that we weren't allowed to do when we were in season. So, you know, we drank a whole lot, we did a bunch of crazy things, and we played tackle football out on the football field. Um, I took a, a, a pretty good hit. 
smash my ankle up really, really bad. And uh, I believe Trent was running over, yelling at me, get up, you wuss, get up, you <laughs> wuss. And next thing you know, I missed the entire indoor season of my senior year and never really recovered and had a garbage outdoor season. But hey, besides that, totally go out, play tackle football, <laughs> live the dream, no regrets, live life to the fullest. I mean, one of the reasons I ended up running in the first place because my cousin convinced me to come out for the cross-country team because uh, their warm-up, their, our coach at the time, I think it's changed since then, allowed us to play, you know, touch football before practice. So half an hour before practice, in between, in between school getting out and practice starting, our warm-up was we got to play football. And we got people to join the team just because those, cause those games got so intense. The games were awesome. They were, I mean, they were high-level football <laughs> games. And I would say, like, on paper, it's probably not the best strategy probably not. as, like, a warm-up. But I felt like that's kind. Of, it kind of gave us an edge, right? Where other teams were like going out and doing like intense warm ups and intense like stretch sessions. We were just going out there and playing pickup football. So I feel like it kind of gave us an edge. Again, maybe not the best strategy, but it worked for us. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. If you're if you're a college athlete, probably skip to tackle football. You know, mm-hmm. in between seasons. No but, regrets. You know, high school <laughs> high school go for it, baby. So guys, I got into a little bit of a controversy this week online. I commented on Instagram on a post that Sidious Mag, Sidious Mag had made. It was a screenshot of a tweet from Coach uh, Jesse Williams, who I who I know I've met him a couple times. A good guy, but he he uh, he put this out to the to the world, and it said, "Fact: Running weeks start on Sunday and end on Saturday." And boys, I think that this is so wrong. In so many ways, everybody knows that the running week, 100%, without a doubt, starts on Monday. I would 100% question this this person. What was his name, Steve? Jesse Williams. I'm questioning his coaching credibility I, I right totally now. Totally questioning his coaching credibility. I if 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 I ever had to run for this guy, I would quit. You know, I'd be out. <laughs> if, if my kid ever wanted to run for him, I'd say no. Go home. Pick a new sport. Go play football. But that is that's an <laughs> yeah, outlandish right. statement. That's that's ridiculous. Why Sunday long run is a thing for a reason. I mean, you close your week with a Sunday long run. Everything builds up to Sunday. I I mean, I bet this guy if he's starting his week on Sunday. Does he do his long runs on, on? I bet he does on some crazy day. I bet he does like Tuesday long runs. Well, well. So, so my biggest issue with with splitting up or starting on Sunday, ending on Saturday, is that you have to when you when you're planning out your training log, you have to look as at the weekend as almost one day, right? Because you're not working, you're not in school, you have a lot more free time, so you kind of plan out your weekend differently than you do the rest of your week. So you kind of have to look at it as one entity, and once Absolutely. you split it up, it screws up your whole week, screws up your whole training plan. So, so, so Steve, I wasn't part of this argument. But I can imagine, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, but I can imagine that a huge argument that the this this other side was making is that they just follow the calendar week. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. Well, here's my, my biggest issue with this. Simpletons. Why is the calendar week starting on Sunday, too? <laughs> I mean, when you... I think it might have a little something to do with the Bible. No, you rest on Sunday. That's the oh, seventh fair enough. day. Yeah, yeah, you listen. know you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah the Bible says... I'm going to... Big style grad. Yeah, Stonehill guy. Listen, <laughs> and when you're teaching a kid the days of the week, you start with Monday. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And you end with Sunday. Everything ends on Sunday. That That is, I just, why, 
why would we ever start a week on a Sunday? That's the calendar is wrong. Anybody thinks that you start running on Sunday is wrong. I, I can't even believe we're having this discussion. I can't believe there's not 100% ingredients on this. Yeah, I mean, and listen, like, if you if you wanted to make the argument, no, I'm not even going to do it. I was going to say if you wanted to make the argument that you start on Saturday and end on Friday, I could, I could, I would give a little bit more credibility to that than splitting up the weekend. But uh, you know, it's 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 Monday to Sunday. That's I got a wait, not a Saturday. What about? I don't believe this, but there was an alternative. I was just thinking start on Tuesday, right? So Sunday is your long run. Sunday long run, of course. A great day to do a long run. First off, yeah. Sunday is football on. It's the weekend. It's it's the best. And then Monday is usually that post-long run kind of recovery day. Maybe you're doing, you know, an easy run. Our so day. I could I could get behind if Monday was the last day, just kind of getting any extra miles you wanted to that week, and then you start fresh on Tuesday. But what that's why that's that? why Monday is the perfect the perfect day to start the week because you're right. It's usually a little bit of a recovery, so you get your you get your low mileage days out of the way yeah, nice and early in the week. You know what I mean? Okay, I got a better solution. I'm just gonna start running ten day weeks, and then when I talk to my friends, my running friends are like, dude, I cranked out a quick ninety miles this week, and they're like, oh wow, that's pretty impressive. I mean, they won't know that it was in ten days, maybe fourteen days. I'm just gonna start making up my own weeks, run whenever I want, as many days as I want, call it that many miles in a week so if you want to get like real heady you go to some dark places right now i have i have heard like the these uh, philosophy of like why is there a long run every seven days just because it's the calendar week is a 10-day running week an actual better training plan and like you do like one long run the 10 days and you have like the workouts worked into that and you really go off that 10 day and like in a week you can kind of like be all over the place with your miles sometimes one bad day one good day 10 days is a little more standard maybe if you didn't have a job maybe if you didn't have a job and i was a professional runner i could rebuild the calendar and live by my own (laughs) weekly schedule you know i I, it's a seven day week i have to plan my running around seven days and 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 let me tell you this the problem with having sunday other than splitting up the week my biggest problem with starting the week on sunday is you're tempted to front load and take away from the long run because if you have a big front half of the week and you get to the weekend and your in your long run is at the in your long run isn't at the end of the week you're tempted to take away miles right but having the long this argument is actually I'm having I'm actually I'm actually making the argument against this right now Oh, Steve's a big. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. A big hold on. Sunday start. Oh the week man, back. oh man, I'm starting to rethink this because, because if you have your long run on Sunday, you have no choice but to do the full long run at the start of your week. Having your long run at the end of the week tempts Steve, you, what tempts you to wrong? take away miles from it. No, no, I don't know. It. I don't know. I think I'm. I think I might be starting to come around till Sunday starting the week. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I think I might need to retract my statements on Instagram. What am I doing right now? I am going to take snippets of of the beginning of your argument and just replay them nonstop. What a crazy thing to say. The long run is based on the amount of miles you ran that week, right? If you just take off three days that week, uh, you don't deserve to go for a full long run. You take into account what you did that week, and that's your long run. Isn't it like 25% See, that's where you're wrong, Trent. That's where you're wrong, wrong, Trent. It can't be based on the week. 
It, it has it, to be. It has to be a set based on what you're training for. It has to be a set long run. So if you have a long run, you know, first day of the week, then you get to, you do 15 miles, then you take like five days off the next day, you know, the next days, and you do another 15 mile the next Sunday. No way. Your Sunday is based on how your Monday through Saturday went. I disagree with that. Now. I think Sunday is set in stone, but your Sunday wraps up your week. You know what I mean? You you're at like. A smaller mileage, but you know in the back of your head, it's like, don't worry about it because you got that power long run coming in the back. It's going to bring in all of your miles. So your point that it goes Monday to Saturday and you adjust your long run, you know what your long run is going to be on Sunday. You have to know. I mean, if you're in a training cycle, it, it builds, you know, you have to be at a certain spot. But, Steve, I am so disappointed in you. I'm disappointed in myself, you, Mike. You just made fun of for like I 10 know, minutes I everybody know. who had this take, and now you're coming out with this? What uh, What is going on right now? Uh, up is down Monday Sunday I don't know I don't know this is the know. last time we recorded the house is yeah well if whatever listeners whatever listeners made it through Mike's Patriot rant at the beginning of the podcast we probably lost them with that conversation <laughs> um, so I wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about our race coming up now this is we have a we have a different type of episode today we don't have a guest on we want to mix in an episode every once in a while like this we don't want to just have a guest on every single time we want to you know every once in a while we just want to get the boys on and kind of chat a little bit running but um, we, we haven't had a, a chance to really dive into kind of what we're going to be doing at our race the Irish Clover five miler in Drake at Massachusetts on March 8th um, it's going to be an awesome time. Um, we are offering a $250 prize for the male and female winner. And that's kind of in a no man's land. It's either you usually have the professional races, which are way more, or the local races, which are way less. $250, guys, is a nice chunk of change. If you're if you're kind of a local hero, if you're in the uh, if you're in the area, and this is going to be, uh, you know, the goal for this race is about 800 to 1,000 runners. So it's not going to be a massive. It's not going to be a massive race. If you're if you're fit, if you're in the area, come on out and you got a shot of winning a, a nice chunk of cash. Yeah, I mean, so two points on that, Steve. You're totally right. A local road race. I mean, we've kind of talked about it before. Generally, a race like this, you have your hopes up for like maybe like a thirty dollar gift card to like the bar that hosts the the race, or I don't know, maybe you get like a windbreaker or something like that. Two hundred and fifty dollars. That is a lot of money. For a race that I, w- I wouldn't say could be easily won, but if you're a competitive runner, you automatically are putting yourself in the running. So my second point would be, what happens when I win the race? Since we're fronting the money, do I have to now give it to the second place finisher because we are putting the money up? Um, and then does that take away from the second place runner because... You know, he didn't actually win, so he doesn't really feel like he deserves the money. Like, what? what's going to happen when I come out and win this race? And the second place is going to give it away to the third because he didn't feel like he deserved it. And then third place is going to be confused, and he feels like he's a crime or something, so he's going to give away the fourth. It could be a whole problem. It, it's going to be an issue. If Mike wins this race, I will step down from the race directing game, and I will never direct another race as long as I live. Because if I can't attract more talent, Higher level, higher caliber of talent Whoa. than Mike Gendron, then I quit. 
it's, it's been said. <laughs> but, but in addition to the cash prize, we're going to have beer. So your your first your first beer across the finish line is on us. So you get a free beer, but the, the beer will be flowing. The Miller Lights will be flowing. And guys, did you see this logo that we made up that we're going to have on the t-shirts? Pretty sweet. It is sweet, but hold on. We're giving $250 per race. And the first beer. Oh. Where are we getting this money? That's, that's, like, oh. that's like Where are we getting beers? this money? And, and not only do you get a beer, a t-shirt, a dope medal, by the way. It is it is awesome. Um, a prize if you if you win an age category. But we're also going to give you a meal on us. So you get you get food, beer, awesome prizes. If you're not at this race, then what are you doing? Me- meanwhile, I'm broke off this podcast over here. But we're just... Dishing out money like it's nothing. <laughs> like you're not dishing out money. You're collecting money. Well, you know, that's you're true. you're that's only true. putting a third of it, and you're taking away 100. percent So, what what if I'm gonna start like recruiting people and uh, trying to split a deal with them? Like, hey, I'll give you inside information about this race, but we have to split the pot 50 50. So I'm gonna be making money on this somehow. That's that'd be a pretty like awesome scam yeah you know? i don't know why anyone would agree to split money with you and maybe they just go themselves <laughs> i feel like but... i talk them into it somehow i'm making money off this race <laughs> and so like i mean this will reading off some of the uh the the previous winners of this race it was last year we had jose ortiz uh the year before it was a kid named jacob warmald um and then from like 2011 to 2014 it looked oh, like we had the same God, winner i don't know is there something wrong here oh it looks like i won <laughs> this race topic? i won this race <laughs> three topic? years in a row not a big deal yeah like two decades ago i was about to be on steve's team of like there's no way mike wins but if the competition is that week where steve was winning maybe mike can win so i'm not gonna make any claims i'll tell you what if a p2e listener wins the race they collect the 250 dollars prize and they beat my best time on this course. You also get a P2E T-shirt. How about that? Love it. You have to you have to message us. I would say before the race to say you know I am here as a P2E listener. You know put me in the entry for the, the prize yes. if I break the record. Yeah, agreed. So put it on your calendar, March eighth. Sign up now because registration's gonna go. We had we had close to seven hundred people last year. We're gonna cap it, I think, at like eight hundred and fifty. So get your registration in. You can find it online. I'll repost the link on our Instagram. Get out there, sign up. We're gonna have a blast. It's gonna be a great time. One last piece of uh, news from the past couple weeks: we had the high school national championship cross country meet. Guys, any thoughts on this? Uh, no, no, uh, nope, no. Why do we care about? High school cross country. Why does the whole running world like rally around high school cross country? Tell me one popular sport that cares about high school sports. I mean, it's okay. It's cool to like say, oh, we got this up and coming kid. I know like the girl won like her third straight. So every once in a while when you have like a LeBron James style high schooler or like a Bryce Harper, we make a big deal. But it's almost like high school cross country is more popular in this sport than college cross country, which makes yeah. no sense to me. I can't get behind it. I can't get behind rooting for, like, 15-year-old boys. This is a, this is a tough take for uh, alienating some of our listeners, I'm yeah. sure, right now. We're, we're, we were all high school runners at one point, and, like, we loved it when we were high school runners. But at some point, we if we're going to get traction behind this sport, this cannot be our marquee event. Nike or New Balance Nationals cannot be, like, the marquee event of the running world. Yeah, 
Yeah, I, I get I get what you're saying. Um, I will I will make the argument that I think um, state championships are pretty cool. I I, I have cool. a I have a hard time getting behind the the national championship. But Mike, you go down some places down south and where where like football high school is like their primary sport and they care about it. I think you I think you tend to find it in other sports in different areas of the country. But I agree, not necessarily for the national championship. I think that kind of only exists in running. So l- let me let me say this. I think on this podcast we can talk about high school stories, high school storylines, different races, different memories. Talk about high school cross country as a uh, you know a sport itself. But what I will not do on this podcast is follow specific high school runners in their high school careers and break that down. I just I I can't do that. I, I'm making that vow to myself that I'm not going to be watching closely the the career of high schoolers and then once they get to college and once they start getting closer to a professional scene okay let's start doing it as a storyline as a sport in general high school cross country is one of my favorite things in the entire world but i i I don't want to be that that podcast that that outlet that is going to harp on this too much yeah, isn't it always weird when you have the analysts on whatever yeah. website yeah. that are like breaking down, you know, so and so from Southern Louisiana, fifteen-year-old, you know, track yeah. star? It's it's kind of weird. Yeah, but remember being in high school and seeing somebody with like a, a New Balance Nationals backpack and being like, "Damn, that guy's fast." Yeah, let me let me give props to the national scene real quick because I agree that I'm not gonna you know dive into individual runners on this pod. But it is a really cool um, like event, the Nationals, yeah. that you can actually have like a sole national champion. Like, is there any other sport in high school where you have a national champion team or individual wise? You know, like every other sport, you get to your your states, and then it you know it's done. At least that's what I think. But with <laughs> the runners, it's like you get your class meet, and then if you you do good enough, you get into the the state meet. You play well enough there, run well enough, you go to the regionals. You play well enough there, you get to go to the national. So it just kind of like keeps on going and going and going. So. I do actually like the structure of it. I think it's really exciting for for high schoolers. I mean, it's got to be. I'm I'm trying to think. I don't know if there's if they do it in other sports. I, I there's a lot of parallels between running and swimming. They 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 must do it in swimming. Um, I'm trying to think. Do they do it in like wrestling or like other individual sports like that? I don't know. I, I never heard of it. You know? Yeah. So again, yeah, I didn't do those sports, but where I agree with you there, one part of uh, the high school cross country scene that I've always kind of take an issue to is even like i know in massachusetts right like we have um you have like your all-state champions and but even that gets broken down into divisions and you're comparing teams that don't actually run against each other and these division levels and it makes it hard to be i feel like every single state should have the same structure of a state championship. Every state does, except for Massachusetts. No, that is not true. <laughs> At least in New That's England. That's not true. You guys are some weird, you guys do your they're, own thing. Uh, you New Hampshire hillbillies. Yeah. Everyone <laughs> else does it. what we do. Our what do you guys meet? call it? The meat of champions. Our class meet and our state meet. And then we do New England's and you guys just like don't play along because you're not good enough to compete. But There should be a standard for every single state in the in the country. So that way you can compare and then we'd all know that me and Steve's high school was a far superior high school to your garbage New Hampshire <laughs> high school. Is, that is such a ridiculous What is it, like uh, Texas Texas football only has one state champion? Yeah. Or they used to? Yeah, it should be something like that. I, I, I like agree. that idea. 
I like that idea a lot. I'm telling you, every state has it. It's just <laughs> Massachusetts, New Hampshire has a state champion. My team won twice. Guys, I love a good running movie. Like, they're, you know, we could, I think, you know, maybe around, like, Oscars time, we'll, uh, we'll, you know, sit down and we'll have an episode where we go over, like, our favorite running movies. But I think we got one coming out and we need to, we need to go to the movies. We should do, like, a team field trip to the movies. What do you think? Yeah, we're, we're going to go see it. Um, what are we seeing, boys? We're seeing, uh, what is it called? Brit- Brittany Runs a Marathon. Oh, go Brittany. Brittany. Yeah. Um, from what I can tell, it's the story of a girl who motivates herself to run a marathon so is it true story probably okay you know what guys like i think this movie's really going to speak to me i think there's going to be a lot of parallels between my training for the boston marathon and, and Brittany. well that's probably <laughs> that's probably true <laughs> uh so all right before i before i continue on this subject let me just say one thing anybody who goes to run a marathon I have all the respect in the world for you because running marathons suck. It's the worst. It's one of the hardest things in the world to do. And I will see the movie and I will give a review. And all I know about the movie is really the title alone. But is that the most uninspiring movie title? <laughs> Brittany runs a marathon. I mean, what if if I like this movie? It'll be the best movie ever made because I am going into it with the lowest of low expectations based on that title. Yeah. Like when, like, let's say our hero retires in like 15 years, Tom Brady, and they one day make a movie about him. Is the movie going to be Tom Brady plays football? <laughs> I, I hope not. Is it, should they change it to, 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 to Rocky boxes or Rocky fights in I a ring? So. Or? I think so. Yeah, I... I don't think we made many fans at this segment. No, <laughs> Mike, hey. you can cut it. No, absolutely not. I'm rooting for Brittany. I want to be. Let's go, Brittany. You got I, I this, Brittany. Great, you go, got, got it, girl. I you can't wait it. for the peak too early date night where we get to go. <laughs> we get to go watch this. It's gonna be a good time. We're seriously gonna do this though. Maybe Paul's <laughs> cheering her on in the crowd and yep. flags paint our chest. Uh, it's true. We should bring like signs to the movie yeah. theater. Like, go, Brittany! What you, all those, like, corny uh, signs you see on the, the side of a marathon. It's like, you know, like, uh, you worst be- worst parade ever. Yeah, we're, actually, that one's kind of funny. Uh, Some are pretty funny. Yeah. All, all, all the cute ones run away. Yep, 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 yep. It's like, uh... You're running better than the government. Yeah. <laughs> we should bring some of those. We could, we could do a whole segment on just yeah, corny marathon signs. great. Did, Everyone send in your corny marathon signs. I don't know if I ever brought this up on the podcast, but at the bottom of Heartbreak Hill during the Boston Marathon, I saw the, the funniest sign, and it was a lady standing there in a tutu, and she had a sign that said, get the F up the hill, and she was handing out cardboard Fs. <laughs> <laughs> and she was handing out Fs. <laughs> great. That was a great that sign. Is very, there very are good. so many that make me laugh, but I feel like I'm too exhausted to remember yeah. them. But in, I know in the moment, you know, you have some good giggles. I wonder, sign makers. I wonder if they're actually funny, though, or you're just so delusional that yeah. in the moment they seem very, very funny. <laughs> that Fs they're not. Yeah. <laughs> on that note, Mike, what do you got for people on the Bell Lab? So I talked about it last week. Uh, get your reviews in. Next week, we're going to read a couple of uh, the reviews on iTunes, and the best one that we have over the, ne- the, the past two weeks, you were going to get a free P2A shirt. We got some good wins in already. Some great ones. They're, they're very good, but I think there's definitely room to beat it. So you have a week now. Get your reviews in on iTunes right now. Obviously, give us five stars. I mean, 
if if you want to give us less than five stars, um, you can DM us and we'll have a nice discussion about that. But unless that, just give us five stars and give us a great review and you have a chance to win a t-shirt. And the t-shirt's going to be sick. We've talked about it before. The t-shirt's going to be sick. Yeah, and on that, um, I've been, all our reviews so far are the ones over the past week I've been able to connect to um, to the people that wrote them. But if you write a review, either make your name your Instagram handle or put your email in the review so we have a way to connect with you. Because True. otherwise, it might be really hard to, to figure it out um, who, who wrote the reviews. Trent, what do you got for people on the Bell app? All right, so Nike is, of course, looking for you know another coach to replace Salazar. Uh, now that he's out of the fold for a bit, I'm sure they got their search on. I got a name for you. Los Angeles Lakers coach Frank Vogel. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is really out there that I'm trying to make work. It was a cool story I wanted to share. I was at a hotel last week, and I'm... Um, on the the exercise bike doing a peloton you guys ever done a peloton before awesome i want to get one they're great i have nothing but amazing things to say about peloton uh, controversial these days Uh, oh we should get into that (laughs) (laughs) i know it's a bell app but anyway here comes in nothing but good things to say about peloton Peloton. (laughs) who walks in frank vogel he gets on the 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 treadmill and the guy just starts going at it. Like, he was doing a fartlek workout where he was, like, sprinting for minutes at a time and then going down a real slow jog, like, solid, you know, walking pace sometimes. But I saw a lot of potential in him. He looked like he knew what he was doing. <laughs> I talked to him after. He seems like a real good guy. So, um, yeah, Frank, go talk. It's a Nike. I think Lakers are Nike. So, we got the connection right there. New- Lakers suck. Yeah, but Vogel's the man, and he's good. He, he sweats a lot on the treadmill, so <laughs> he can go somewhere. I'm not kidding you. I seriously almost got my wife a Peloton for Christmas until I saw the controversy around it. I mean, that would have been a great present. Yeah, maybe yeah. cut that. Yeah, but uh, no. <laughs> I got a lot of takes on this Peloton thing. Um, anyways. <laughs> uh, let me recoup here. What was I going to say? You're probably going to say something about that you would have ran faster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another great episode. It was great being here at the House of Sab for the first time. Hopefully we can do this again sometime soon. But boys, I would have run faster, but I peaked too early. Mike, hit me with the Josie. Josie's on a vacation far away. Come around and talk it over. So many things that I want to say. You know I like my girls a little bit older. I just want to use your love tonight. Is it live or? Yeah, it's live. Um, and we're going to be doing some Q&A. Should I ask him? Great yeah. uh, questions ahead of time. We're getting a few. What should we ask If you guys have questions Say, uh, for Ryan. How do the Patriots fix their point, offense? Throw them in the chat. <laughs> but that might be he keeps laughing every time he sees that, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's right. Uh, 
Can he see the questions? I think so. Um, Pat, here you go. Thanks, Pat. You've got a couple folks who are chiming in, hoping to see if you can uh, fix the Patriots' whole line. I'm going to be honest with you guys listening in. Riley is a great athlete. I don't know if you've seen him. Don't think he would hold up too well on the Pats' whole line himself. So he might, he might have some ideas. I wouldn't recommend plugging him in at guard or anything like that. So just yeah, keep that in mind. Certainly not. I don't know. I'd probably help them right now at receiver. Um, our receiving core is tough. Tommy needs some help back there, so I'm down. Keep on rolling. Keep on rolling. Totally, he fucking <laughs> took over that. <laughs> We're the only fucking fans <laughs> asking questions. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> And I am willing to take the break that we are on the brink of. My cup is on the table. I love is spilling, waiting here for you to take and drink up. If you're tired of the same old story, oh, turn some pain. Desert.